we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our health alert and updates for March 20th, 2015. I wanted to cover this report um, and it's entitled Just Say No to Acetaminophen. And I don't think I've ever actually covered acetaminophen. I've covered, I believe, ibuprofen in some, uh, probably some previous studies and in, in maybe some previous uh, health updates online. But I haven't settled on acetaminophen. This is from Dr. Brownstein, who I believe is the, the doctor that's done uh, the really cutting edge research in uh, iodine and its effects on the thyroid. And uh, this starts out by saying acetaminophen such as Tylenol is the most commonly used analgesic medication worldwide. I have never been a fan of using acetaminophen, acetaminophen for any condition. Let me explain why. Uh, a recent study published in the British Medical Journal, March 1st, 2015, highlighted some of the adverse effects of acetaminophen. The researchers looked at multiple trials that reported adverse events related to acetaminophen use, including mortality, as well as cardiovascular, gastrointestinal, uh, and or kidney problems. In one study, the authors found a 90% increased risk in overall mortality in those taking acetaminophen. This is just Tylenol. Okay, like I said, all drugs have side effects. And these ones that are supposedly innocent and benign aren't so innocent and uh, benign after all. Furthermore, there was a dose response curve in the relative rate of mortality. This means that the highest exposure to acetaminophen was associated with a higher mortality rate when compared to the lowest exposure group. Uh, of the four studies that looked at cardiovascular adverse events and acetaminophen exposure, all found a dose response with the highest users of acetaminophen having more cardiovascular adverse events, 68% uh, as compared to the lowest exposure group, which was 11%. Uh, with gastrointestinal and kidney adverse events, a similar dose response was found. Increasing doses of acetaminophen were associated with more problems. So, the more you take, the worse the side effects are going to be is kind of the motto of that story. Many physicians and lay people assume that acetaminophen is perfectly safe. It is not. Of course, any substance taken in wrong amounts could cause harm to the body. However, acetaminophen is an example of a substance that has a small therapeutic window. That means that taking amounts slightly outside the therapeutic window could prove to be very toxic. The liver is most affected by acetaminophen as that has been as that is where it is detoxified. I believe that this overuse of acetaminophen is one of the main causes for liver transplants from, I believe, the research I've seen and liver failure. So, um, all drugs are pretty much broken down in the liver, mostly. I mean, <clears throat> that's the chief site that tends to get targeted, and that's why you'll hear me key on the liver so much, because we're being bombarded with so many chemicals in the water, the air, the food, and just outright drugs that your poor liver is just, you know, trying to work overtime, trying to break down all of this garbage. And um, it, the liver has a highly regenerative capacity, meaning you can abuse it and abuse it and abuse it. If you start taking care of it, it can generally come back, okay? But um, if there's a point in no return for anything, and acetaminophen is one of these drugs, it appears, that can really, really put your liver over the edge. Uh, the upper limit, 
of acetaminophen is 4,000 mg's a day, milligrams a day. For most people, this is maximal limit is safe. I'll be honest, this stuff never did anything for me. I don't even have it in our house, you know. Um, I don't have a problem if somebody takes, you know, like a BC powder once in a while for a headache, if it, you know, if you won't go away, or something like that. But like with that, make sure that it's not your neck that's out of place, which is a chiropractic issue. I mean, when I was, you know, practicing full time, that was the main thing I, I saw that caused headaches, was just your neck was out of place. Bone out of place in your neck, put a pressure on the nerve going in your head, you get a headache. Can cause sinus pain too. So you get your neck put back in place, hey, the headache or the sinus pain goes away. It's as simple as that in a lot of the cases. Um, but like this stuff, this never, I, I remember on the few times I've ever tried taking, a not few, but probably been way more than that over the years when I was younger, it doesn't do anything for me. But not everybody's the same. You know, um, so I don't really have a lot of experience with this stuff, but for me, it never even worked anyway, <laughs> way back whenever I took it last. So the, um, upper limits, 4,000 milligrams a day. That sounds like a lot for most people. This is the maximal limit that is safe, but, and, and that's pretty arbitrary. I mean, I wouldn't call it safe at that level, but, uh, once again, the 4,000 milligram a day limit is crossed. The liver can be damaged and the damage can happen quickly. So, you know, the thing about that is that we're all not the same. You can't compare somebody that has a liver, like like some 300-pound guy that's maybe whatever, to a, a petite 100-pound female who has, you know, a third of the size of the liver. A dose, an equivalent dose is going to affect her differently. So I think it, that depends also on gender, body weight, age, your constitution, you know, that type of thing. Um, so kind of bear that in mind as well. This whole, well, 4,000 milligrams a day is, is the uh, upper limit. Okay, but we're not cookie cutter. God didn't create us that way. And for some people, they might, might not be able to tolerate 1,000 milligrams a day without incurring liver damage, depending on how well their liver is working. If your liver's gummed up, and most people walk around have a very gummed up liver, it's like walking around with an oil, with an oil filter that you have in your car, and oil in your car that you've never ever changed. You know, it's not going to function properly. It's all gummed up. Your your detoxification pathways are the cytochrome uh, P450 enzyme pathways, phase one and phase two, and neither of them are working right. And when they don't work right, you don't detoxify toxins right, and some of the toxins that are broken down um, are actually converted into even more unstable compounds that are highly cancer-causing. That's if phase two is not working. So see, that's why um, one of the doctors that I learned a lot from from Standard Process, he he was very emphatic. And I don't, I'm not going to say this would apply to every skin case, but because you could have like tons and tons of sun exposure where you got burned repeatedly over and over again, and that will set you up for, for skin cancer eventually, okay? Um, but he was of the opinion that all cancer cases were liver cases at their beginning because the liver wasn't doing its job. It was never breaking down those toxic compounds, and therefore they got reintroduced back into the bloodstream, and they set up shop in some part of your body, and that eventually ended up turning into a tumor um, or becoming cancerous. 
I think there's a lot of validity in that. So that's why I'm always so big on keep the liver and the colon clean. I mean, you need to keep the colon clean too as well. We're going to talk about that a little bit more um, on some of the health questions about the liver more. And um, so let's go further here. Uh, uh, let's see here. So the upper limit for dosing of acetaminophen can quickly be breached when someone is unknowingly using acetaminophen in common cold and upper respiratory remedies. Let's say you had a cold and you were really hitting these over-the-counter medications really, really hard for, let's say, you had a really bad cold for like a week. You could really be going way, way over the limit and doing all kind of damage to your liver, you know, and not even know it. Um, also, the prescription and non-prescription painkillers. Also, children can overuse acetaminophen when they are ill with a fever. I would highly advise patients using acetaminophen for fever control uh, in both children and adults, the um, advise against parents using acetaminophen for fever control in both children and adults. Uh, the reason is that during an acute illness that produces a fever, the last thing anyone should do is take a medication that is potentially toxic to the liver. It is best to treat children with fever symptomatically with supportive care such as tepid bathing and rest. Well, I whoever's writing this article is well-intentioned, but the, here's the deal. When you have a fever, the body's creating that for a reason, okay? The reason is, is because these bad guys like strep and staph and certain bad guys that are making you sick cannot live and thrive in an elevated body temperature, okay? So when your body creates a fever, your body goes into hyper-killing mode. It's killing the bad guys. And... If it's created a fever and it's staying there, that's a sign that you're low in tissue calcium. Calcium is actually one of the chief fuels of the white blood cells. It actually um, gives the white blood cells fuel, which is like the one of the, the main lines of defense in your body in the bloodstream, the white blood cells. It gives the white blood cells the fuel to get to the bad guys. It's like fueling up the car, the calcium. Okay? So... A fever that persists, particularly, not one that spikes and goes down, which a lot of times is your body's way of dealing with things, one that persists or one that gets to 104 and wants to stay there, okay, then yeah, yeah, it's a sign you're low in tissue calcium, okay, typically. Um, probably the best product I know for that would be Conjaplex by Standard Process. Um, it does come in a chewable for the, for the children. I'm not saying that would be something that they would, would be like, you know, a role of uh, lifesavers, um, but I, I think it's it's bearable, um, depending on the child, depending on how picky they are. But also, it comes in a capsule, and so that would be a really probably about the best supplement I know of to get your tissue calcium levels up if you're dealing with ongoing fevers. Okay, calcium is very very important for immune system function, so. That's one thing to kind of bear in mind uh, if you're dealing with a fever. But a fever is the body's way of killing the bad guys. So I don't view fevers as a bad thing or this evil entity. Who, where do we get that whole notion from? Well, from the MDs. Well, it's a fever. It must be lowered. That's usually the most asinine thing you can do. Because all it's going to do is drag things out and it's going to take you two to three times longer to get over it. You know, you let 
God, we're fearfully and wonderfully made, right? Okay. Our immune system is fearfully and wonderfully made. God knew what he was doing when he designed our immune system. Okay. So fevers are part of that. Granted, 104 or above, especially if there's any extended periods of time, yeah, I mean, you know, you can try to, at that point, lower it, but understand that the reason that probably happened uh, was because you were low in tissue calcium, not because you were deficient in, in acetaminophen. You had an acetaminophen deficiency, therefore, you were, um, you got this really, really bad fever that persisted. No. That's not why. We don't have deficiencies of drugs in our body. Just like when you get a headache over and over, it's not because you have a, a deficiency of Tylenol in the bloodstream. You know, vitamin T deficiency of Tylenol. It's not like that. Um, so understand, there's cause and effect. There's reasons that these things happen. Now, uh, let's go further here. Uh, one final note about acetaminophen use in children. I would strongly discourage the use of acetaminophen either before or after a vaccine. Now, I wouldn't advise any vaccine, but this is what they're saying. A single dose of acetaminophen lowers the liver's ability to produce the potent antioxidant glutathione. Uh, all vaccines are designed to create an inflammatory reaction in the body. And the body's needs adequate glutathione levels to combat this inflammation. I've seen a lot of uh, MDs saying, yes, this time when I vaccinated my autistic children, I made sure I gave them acetaminophen beforehand to control the inflammatory response that inevitably and invariably occurs once said vaccine is administered. Wow, that was brilliant. Now shut down all your glutathione production in the liver so that, you know, you're going to uh, shut down the liver's ability to produce the uh, glutathione, which also will shut down its ability to detoxify. And, I mean, it's, it's insane. It's insane. Finally, the elderly need to be cautious when using acetaminophen as compared to a young person. An elderly person's liver is more susceptible to damage from acetaminophen. If you take acetaminophen, use the lowest possible dose for the shortest period of time. Uh, it's also best to support the liver with proper supplements when using acetaminophen. Now, he was, he was recommending a whole bunch of synthetic garbage because he doesn't know better. And, you know, not everybody knows this stuff, but um, I'm just going to say a whole food vitamin C which is, I believe, about the best thing you're going to do overall for the immune system. If you can only do one thing for the immune system, as far as an ongoing, everyday thing, a whole food vitamin C is, I believe, the best. The ones I recommend and use are the innate C400 or the innate um, C powder, which tastes really good. Um, those are the two. I, I, I do anywhere from one to three of the C400s every day. And my immune system was the thing that got me in an alternative healthcare in the first place, and I don't get sick anymore. You know, I'm not saying I never fight anything off, okay, but I don't, I don't hardly ever, ever, ever get sick anymore, like where it overcomes me, you know. And <laughs> my immune system is not my strong point, okay, so I know it works. And I reserve the silver for something like, well, to do a little bit per week just to maybe keep candida levels in check. Or if I am starting to fight something off, I'll, I'll use it then. Or having it for 
the event of a serious illness used in conjunction with like the C. And if it's viral, adding in selenium, very, very important, the whole food selenium bionate is the best one I know of. Then you have other products, like I just mentioned with the Conjaplex, which is if you're low in tissue calcium, that is their, that is the standard process, acute care, raising tissue calcium product. It's got like everything but the kitchen sink in one product for an acute immune system boost for like any type of acute immune system case when you get sick. Conjaplex is pretty hard to beat. Okay, it, it lacks the vitamin C, but it has just about everything else. Thymus support and C and all kind of other stuff. A lot, whole lot of trace minerals that are in there as well. Immuplex is the product by standard process that's more of a long-term viral solution on the standard process product line. I, I, I don't mention the Conjaplex and the Immuplex probably enough because I've so keyed in on the whole food vitamin C and the selenium and the silver, especially with this whole Ebola thing, which seems to be rearing its ugly head back up again. Well, like I said on the Ebola thing, <laughs> they weren't they they couldn't implement anything on that. Why? Well, they didn't have a vaccine. They said they weren't going to have any type of vaccine trials even started till at latest, I believe it was last December, and those are 12-week trials bare minimum. So, they may be in the process of wrapping up some of these trials by now or getting close to it and may be able to say, "Okay, well now we can proceed with the holy bola thing and into full force." I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying that Way back, I told you that. I'm like, I don't know how they're going to really pull this thing off. They don't even have a vaccine waiting in the wings to for, and then they've got to ramp up production on it, which you know it's kind of tough to, you know, make a billion doses, you know, that quickly or however many they think they're going to need. So, I don't know. Something to pray about. Um, I know there's going to come some point where they try to implement some type of nefarious. Um, false flag, Spanish flu-like, you know, global pandemic and have some magical vaccine to, you know, come in and save the day. So let's go further here. Um, so they're advising, you know, high, high caution with the elderly, um, things that can support the liver. Uh, he's recommending a whole food vitamin C and also the um, probably the best overall product I know of just for the liver is Livaplex by Standard Process. It's got, I believe, five or six different individual Standard Process products in one capsule. So instead of going out and having to take five or six different products that help the liver and the bowel detox, there's actually bowel detoxification in there as well, um, you have it all in one capsule with Livaplex. If you do a liver detox, I recommend, at bare minimum, Livaplex with choline. Because the choline is what defats the liver. The Livaplex will not, I believe, defat the liver because there's not enough choline in it. And most people are walking around with fatty livers. Okay, a fatty liver is a sluggish liver. A fatty liver is a liver that will become sclerotic. A fatty liver is one that will also form gallstones. And everybody's got them on the gallstone end. Unless you've done flushes, unless you've lived like, you know, the, um, you've lived off like organic food and never ate junk food and, and, and done detoxification along the way, you've got gallstones. The first time I did a flush, I passed like 200. Way back. When I was first a chiropractor. You know? And then the second time, I passed like 75, I think. 
I think the third time was zero. So I got rid of them all, okay? But I do believe that doing a, a, like a two-month cleanse of choline and lipoplex, and I say two months because Rome's not built in a day. If you've never done a detox, you gotta give it, give it, give it eight weeks on something like that. If you've, ne can you imagine if you never got an oil lube and filter for your car, and you're bringing in uh, two hundred thousand miles on her? Yeah, I think it's time to bring her in for the old oil change. Yeah, I'm gonna do this old girl a favor. So you bring it in, you know, the oil is is like you know, just beyond black and 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 the oil filter is is like you know there's i don't even know it's it's just like corroded to the car and, and, and nothing can even get through it well this is what happens in a sense when you don't ever do any detoxification and this we're just talking about the liver here so choline will help break down gallstones defat the liver and also aid with liver detoxification. Liveplex is more of the full liver detox and helping to cleanse the bowel. Those are those are the ones. And then you have SP Cleanse, which is more like a whole body detoxification. It has like 20, I believe, different herbs and whole foods in there. And it it's not just keen on the liver. It's more like everything. Blood, kidney, liver, bowel, um, everything about every lymph, every, about every system of the body. It's more of a shotgun approach. It's not gonna be concentrated like a, a Liveplex and choline cleanse would be, which is where I kinda like to start people, um, but it, it is a, it's a very, it's very complementary to the Liveplex, and it's a very, very good, strong, whole body, probably the best one I know of detox. And uh, those are uh, standard process. The, it's the professional line I've, I've specialized in for over uh, 20 years now. Um, so anyway, and there's also other herbal products that are helpful for maintaining liver function. Probably the best protective liver herb is milk thistle or psilomarian, which is the is the kind of like the technical name for it. Um, Medier makes the best, which is the sister company that I know for standard process and they make the best milk thistle that I know of. Um, highly, highly um, potent and um, very, very, but see with herbs, those for me are something that, particularly Medier because they're expensive. And so I like, if I can get somebody on a protocol, I start them on standard process. And then if they wanna go further or if we need to get more, we, we wanna get more results, then I'll, add, I'll recommend adding in the Medier. Because the Medierbs, you know, they're expensive and they work really good, but um, I'm trying to get the most bang for the buck with anybody I'm trying to work with. And again, I can't take patients anymore. I, I'm, I'm so overwhelmed with the ministry. I try to give out some um, health advice, okay, for, for people uh, that email me. But if you do email me, please try to keep it to a, a minimum because, I mean, I get, sometimes I get like, these emails and they're telling me every single thing that's ever went on. And I'm like, listen, I can't, I, there's not enough time in a day for, for, for me. I can't take on any more patients anymore. Haven't been able to for years, been in ministry full time, walked away from my chiropractic practice and, and, and my official, you know, all the practice that I had back in Florida. And so I do what I can do, but there is a limit on what I can do regarding help. 
And sometimes, and there's a lot of instances where you need a dedicated alternative healthcare practitioner to help you. And I'm not the guy, I can't do it. Problem is, is mostly you're gonna run into a lot of new age garbage out there. And for that, I have no good answer other than praying and fasting that God would lead you to the right person. Because I hardly know of anybody that's not involved in clinical nutrition that doesn't have, you know, some new age in what they're doing. Some of them are, would call themselves born again Christians, but they're still doing new age stuff and not thinking that there's anything wrong with it. That's more common than, than ever as well from what, from my experience. So I kind of try to help as many people as I can with things like this, because like with a broadcast like this, I can reach thousands of people and then hopefully answer a whole bunch of questions all at once without me having to do any kind of consult with them, which I can't get into that really anyway, anymore anyway. So, um, I'm not, I'm not crying poor me. I'm just kind of stating facts. This is like, this is what I can do. And, and here's what I really can't do. And, and, um, um, so we just do as much as we can do. So, um, then there's references to this report. Now that's, that's that. Now I'm going to get into some listener questions now. And, um, first one is supplements for joint pain, inflammation and degeneration. This is from Krista. She said, dear brother, Scott, I'm scheduled to have surgery on my thumb this Friday. Uh, the trapezium bone is destroyed from arthritis and it is drawn in and extremely painful. There's a whole bunch of different bones in your hand. And a, lot, a lot of times you'll think, well, hold on, the trapezius, that's like that muscle in the upper back that connects your neck to your upper back. Well, that's the trapezius muscle, okay? Your, your traps in like the bodybuilding vernacular. The trapezium bone is actually in the hand, okay? So um, evidently hers is destroyed from arthritis. It's drawn in and extremely painful. Doctor's not is not putting in a joint, but pinning my thumb bone so that the area can fill in with scar tissue and blood to act as cartilage. Boy, that sounds like a really bad plan to me, but okay. I I mean, I'm not criticizing her. I'm criticizing kind of the MD. Anyway, I dread having this done, but the pain has been debilitating to say the least. Um, one of the things that will attack the thumb as well if you had just a lot of thumb pain out of nowhere, is gout. Actually, in gout, if you, um, one of the signs is called a gouty, I believe a gouty tophi, which is a literal notch out of the thumb bone, but you can only see it on an x-ray. It's like this notch. You'd have to do x-rays to know if that's what was actually causing it. So gout likes the thumbs, and then what's analogous or similar to the um, thumbs in your body but in the lower half, well, your big toe. Okay, so gout likes the big toe. It likes the thumbs. What well, likes the feet and ankles in general can get in, can even get up into the knees. It can get in your shoulders, your elbows, particularly in your thumbs. Okay, I've seen it do all of that. So gout is from um, eating too high of um, rich foods from what I've seen. Um, I had some attorney luncheons I did a long time ago when I was working in personal injury and chiropractic. We'd go out and these attorneys would order these extravagant meals and, you know, you had to try everything. You and I mean, I, I remember after this one, I had this like gout attack. I'm like, oh my word, this really hurts. <laughs> my dad had it a lot. And um, uh, yeah, that's, that's bad stuff. Now with gout, if you ever get that, I, I have a protocol. I've never seen it fail. It's AC carbamide by standard process with Arginex by standard process. AC carbamide, 
and Arginex. I've never seen it fail for gout. The thing you got to do with gout, you got to get a lot of water in them. You got to stop the high protein rich foods. And I mean, generally speaking, I've had I've had patients do up to 20 AC carbamide a day. And I mean, if they were really bad, had this one guy come in this one time and he was uh this, this Italian guy came in and, oh my word, he, he should have been in the emergency room. We put him on 20 AC carbamide. That was before I even knew about Arginex. And he came in the next day like nothing was wrong. And he was ready to go. I mean, he should have been in the emergency room. He was in so much pain. So it can work that quick. I load up on these things when it comes to something like that. And, and you'd say, yeah, but you'll kill them. No, actually not. These are whole food supplements. You're not going to hurt somebody with them. At worst, you're going to maybe get diarrhea. Because it'd be like eating a whole bunch of that one food, okay? Whereas a drug, you do that, you take that approach, you, 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 you die. <laughs> you, you take the opposite approach with the drug. You take a little bit at the beginning to get whatever therapeutic effect you're trying to achieve, whatever symptomatic effect, and then you have to keep increasing the dosage because you keep masking the symptoms and the underlying cause keeps getting worse and you have receptors for the drugs that are getting more and more, um, I don't know if you want to say clogged up, receptors that are becoming inactivated from the increased use of the drug. So you have to keep taking more and more to get the same result. Then you get side effects from the drug you're taking, gums up your liver and a whole cascade of fun things happen. So with things like a gout attack, I'd load somebody up on Arginex and AC carbamide for a couple days, get them out of the woods really quick and they're a happy camper. You take a really conservative approach to clinical nutrition with a really serious gout attack, you have them do three and three a day. Well, they're probably gonna be you know, in pain for the next week, you know, yeah, they'll eventually probably get over it, but you know, they're not going to be, it's not the type of, um, outcome you want to have, you want to get patients out of the woods as quickly as possible when you're dealing with these things. So that's a good example. So, um, anyway, she goes on to say, is there an alternative suggestion that you may have instead of surgery? I don't care about getting all the mobility back. I don't see how she's going to get the ability mobility back because if the joint's been destroyed, okay, then it's not like I can wave a magic wand with a supplement and say, you know, oh, the joint's going to magically regenerate. If you have stage four arthritis in your back and you've got bone on bone and your disc space is gone and you have the spurs growing from top to bottom and they've actually connected, okay, like an ankylosing spondylitis or something like that, <laughs> I mean, the only thing that's going to heal you is God. There is nothing on the planet that is gonna that is gonna take stage four degeneration or really, really bad arthritic joint and bring it back. Why? Because the damage has already been done. Um so unfortunately, that's one of the worst things. A really bad end stage osteoarthritis case would be one of the least things I could probably help. You know, and it's not me, it's the person kind of implementing what I'm telling them and their body then can heal itself. I'm not saying you couldn't get pain relief from stage four arthritis from a supplemental program, but to reverse the damage, that would be next to impossible uh, other than if God intervened. Now, you had a fatty liver, let's say you had end stage, really, really bad fatty liver. You can, you can deal with that, that you can reverse. Liver is very highly regenerative, like I said. You get them on colon, you get them on Livaplex. You know, you get, get get their bowel, you clean up their diet. Yeah, they can reverse that. But there's certain things like bone. Bone is bone is tough. Bone is tough because bone is 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 a poor blood supply, and once it degenerates, and once it gets bad, 
there's only so much you can do. So, um, then she said, I also wanted you to know that I saw on YouTube a simple way to protect yourself against smart meters. Just staple a three by three piece of aluminum screen over it. it stops radiation. Well, okay. If it's on the outside of your house, what you would really want to do is have the screen on the inside of the house opposite the smart meter. And I would go with more of a, more than a three by three screen. I would go with a, with a, um, uh, a larger area because this is you're talking about radio frequencies here okay so I would go with a much larger area um, at least a six by six if you can if you can get that on the back side of the smart meter um, and um, because that it's gonna come into your house that way it's not gonna come into your house from the outside like if you if you put a, a piece of screen over it from the outside well You've, you've done nothing to really prevent it from coming right into the house. So I think the back side, I think that's a great idea. Okay, wonderful idea. And, and could probably really, really cut your exposure down. Now, um, I told her regarding this thing with her thumb. Um, here's what I would advise. Now, this is a uh, serapeptase that um, I've known about and I brought it into my line recently. And it's a 250,000... I believe I use um, units, serapeptase. It's a professional line. You can't even get it on this website because you have to be a doctor to order it. And it's 250,000, I believe I use per capsule, which is literally more than six times of the one I was using, which was also a professional line. It was 40,000. Yeah, it's 250,000. So each capsule of this is equivalent to over six of the one that I've been prescribing. Um, so in other words, most likely you're only going to need one a day. Okay. For a bad case, two, three a day at the most. Okay. Serapeptase is, is a very highly anti-inflammatory. I'll, I'll tell you the stuff it does. Um, it's a naturally occurring proteolytic enzyme. It breaks down certain proteins by hydrolysis. The effect of negative protein hydrolysis means that you may better support normal body processes involving uh, the natural healing process. Makes you heal quicker. Uh, sinus activity, fluid balance, joint mobility, post-surgical recovery. This is a big one because what serapeptase does is it goes in, you take it on an empty stomach, gets into the bloodstream, and it breaks down fibro fibronolinic compounds um anything that has a fibrosis a scar tissue component it goes after that okay so if you have somebody that's post-surgical you'd really want to start them on it before surgery and then afterward and what it's going to do is all that scar tissue that's created from the incision from whatever they did inside you it's going to help heal that scar tissue it's going to help break that scar tissue down in a good way so that it's much stronger uh, than it would normally be if you just let it heal on its own. And you'll you'll recover a lot quicker too because as we age, we lose this enzyme pool in our body and it's a big reason why we don't heal near as well as we age. Um, we lose this enzyme pool that's very, very high when you're a baby and, and when you're a child and that's a big reason why you fall down or whatever your child, that fall would kill a 70-year-old and a 5-year-old gets back up and it's like it's nothing, you know? So... 
a lot of that has to do with the enzymes and we only have a finite amount of enzymes in our body. We have an enzyme pool. And I think it's really a big reason why people end up just dying eventually of old age. They just, they use up their enzyme pool and there's no more left. And it's the big reason why you end up, you end up dying. It's also highly anti-inflammatory and it also helps the body remove waste and toxins. Serapeptase may help support and maintain muscle and joint health and promote normal cardiovascular arterial health. Uh, this contains 250,000 international units. Most of the ones you see on the market are 20,000 to 40,000 international units. This is a professional formula that's really, really high, uh, high quality. And I mean, it's like, again, it's six times, um, more than six times the dose of the one I was using, which was 40. It's known as the miracle enzyme and is formulated to give maximum benefit in a minimal amount of time. And again, that's what I'm trying to achieve. I'm trying to get maximum benefit in a minimal amount of time. That's what I said, well, like the gout protocol I just mentioned. Load them up at the beginning on a gout. Now you don't do that with detox because detox, you load somebody up, they start dumping toxins quicker than their bloodstream can even get rid of it. You get massive headaches and you feel terrible. So on detox, I start them slow, okay? And then ramp up to what we would call a therapeutic dosage. Thera if you want a therapeutic effect in the body, you have to take a therapeutic dosage which is going to be higher, usually two to three times higher or more than what we would call a maintenance dosage, which would be if you were just wanting to maintain results. Like, okay, you take six a day of Livaplex for two months for liver detox and choline six a day for two months. And then afterward, if you want to maintain that, maybe you do, you know, at least a few Livaplex per week and a few choline per week. Now you, you can maintain the effects that you've gotten. Uh, I mean, unless you've radically altered your diet and, and, and then a lot of times the foods can do that for you, like cruciferous vegetables, highly um, uh, therapeutic to the liver. Um, cruciferous vegetables contain a lot of the sulfur compounds and glutathione, which is also a lot where you get your detoxification um, processes. So you can go that route as well. That's also highly um, purifying and detoxifying to the body, uh, organic fruits and vegetables, especially the green vegetables, very, very, very good for, for the detoxification mechanisms of the body, particularly through the liver. So um, that's something to think about as well. So this serapeptase that, that I'm using now, this professional line, um, I only have the 30 count bottles that they come in a 90 as well, but I'm just using 30 right now just to have people try them. Um, they're actually even less money than the 90 count bottles I was selling of the 40,000. And even though there's more than double the product, it's $4 less per bottle. So you take like, basically most of the time I'm gonna have take a person take one a day on an empty stomach, which is also really good because compliance, you don't have to take very much of it. Anyway, that's, if you had a, a thumb issue or degenerative issue or a scar tissue injury or, or an, a really bad inflammation case, that's one of the key products you would want to implement, okay? And um, especially if there was any kind of post-surgery involved. Now, the, probably the best anti-inflammatory that I have is Boswellia Complex, which is one of the ones by Mediherb that is four different herbs, um, turmeric, Boswellia, I believe celery seed, there's one other one in there, and they're all anti-inflammatory. And um, really, really good product for, I would say, honestly, I've, I've used this and it works 
quicker than something like an NSAID will work. Um, it will work quicker from my experience than an NSAID, which is a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, um, like Advil. Okay, I my experience has been it, it works quicker. Um, so that's the one that um, I use on the herbal side as an anti-inflammatory. Also, another natural anti-inflammatory that's very very good is a good fish oil. Okay, um, the Tune Omega Three by Standard Process or the Cod Liver Oil. They're both really good. Really, really good for anti-inflammatories. The, the, the good oils help to lubricate the joints and act also as natural anti-inflammatories. And also, it's very, very good for your cardiovascular system and your brain because this is the, the omega-3 that has both DHA and EPA. EPA being very, very good for the cardiovascular system and the heart and the DHA being essential. It's the main essential fat that, is, that your brain is made of. Okay, and it's a big reason why when they do autopsies on elderly people and they they go in through the skull and all, the brain is shrunk like massively, it's because they were not getting enough DHA in their diet. It's like the brain was literally dehydrating. Your brain is mostly fat and it's the good fat. And this is one of the reasons it's so important that... Um, the, the babies are getting this when when they're um, you know they get they can get it obviously through the breast milk but for a long time in America they didn't have DHA in the formulas here which is essentially criminal and again it's all about dumbing down society with the fluoride no DHA in the formulas um, uh, the uh, mercury in the vaccines all of these things the aluminum in the vaccines all these things that affect brain function. You know, that lower IQ, lower brain function. Um, um, the fluoride burns out your will, your lower lobes of your brain, which controls your will to resist. All this stuff is by design. And that's why it's such a battle to deal with it. So um, I like the Tune Omega 3. That one has higher DHA. So if you have more of a brain case, that's a really good one. Cod liver oil, it has more EPA, it's more cardiovascular oriented, and that's a really good one as an anti-inflammatory as well. I, I think probably you're getting a little bit more in the cod liver oil by standard process. If you get one, Nordic Naturals is a good one too. Um, you can get that in a health food store. And you always want to get one that is um, filtered or molecularly distilled where they've removed any heavy metals and, and stuff like that from the fish oils because you, you got to have that. You, you don't want to be taking in more toxic heavy metals because the seas are polluted unfortunately so that's something to always think about um anyway i give you the links to the boswellia and to the tuna omega-3 um the uh, cod liver oil don't have a link there but that it is up on the standard process site uh now if joint degeneration is present i would also prescribe a product called jcth by innate now in this case i probably wouldn't with this bone because if it's like if the joint's been destroyed and there's nothing to work with, like if you had a knee case and it was bone on bone, there's nothing to bring back to life. There's no more cartilage left. Therefore, something like glucosamine will not work. You have to have something, excuse me, to work with in a joint case. Um, if there's, if the discs are gone, uh, that's not a good scenario because there's nothing that you can actually work with to try to bring back with a product like JCTH, which is which is um, 
the innate response formulas joint formula protocol okay um but i i use it a lot i take it personally um in any other joint case where you don't have this massive amount of degeneration involved uh it can be a real lifesaver on that um excellent excellent product for any kind of joint um case where you're trying to maintain um the joint space build cartilage build discs uh just the health of the joint in general okay so this product contains specific nutritional factors to regenerate and repair joints in as much as the body's capable of repairing itself in a given patient that's what i meant about the if you're bone on bone i, I wouldn't expect a miracle in that regard um and then one other thing that you can do too is it's a cmo cream and it's by rich distributing you can look that up online and um Cetomeristoliate has actually been proven to help with any kind of arthritic case. You can apply this. It's a topical cream you put on topically. It's another angle you can hit it from, and I've had some patients do really well with that. Um, I hope they still make that, but I'm trying to kind of remember. I'm, for some reason, I'm thinking they may not make it, but Cetomeristoliate can be bought online, and uh, that's some really good stuff as well. Anyway, I gave you a link to it that you can uh, see about that as well. Okay, yeah, they, they do still make it. Okay, I just checked on the, on the link. So that's something else you could do from a, more of a topical uh, angle. There's a lot of really good essential oils that are out there that are listed for um, joint pain. Um, like I got this one from that one um, Spark Naturals, which is the one where I had, remember the Ebola um, disinfectant, the thing you could spray on your hands that I said to order from them? Well, this one is called Amend and it's a blend of birch peppermint basil rosemary marjoram frankincense cedarwood they're so tiny the writing uh eucalyptus black pepper roman chamomile and sandalwood so this is this is one to kind of heal joints and this is another thing that you could kind of do topical i'm just trying to give you some different examples of things that you can do for joint pain and you can go, um, it's Spark Naturals. Just look them up. They've got some really good, really good essential oils. And um, that's one, I know I know Roman Chamomile is listed for joint stuff. And um, I'm trying to think of anything else here. Uh, these are all just different things that, that you can do to accelerate your progress for, for any joint case. So let's go to the next question which is regarding mild silver protein sinus infection and peripheral neuropathy. Oh, and on the standard process stuff that I mentioned, you, you generally have to get it through a some type of healthcare provider, okay? It is the line I'm trained in, and um, uh, I make it about as simple to get as you possibly could. It's very, very almost impossible, and I'll get into this a little bit later, to sell the stuff online because it is a professional line product. You, you, you have to have these elaborate websites that have all these health questionnaires and everything has to be done just perfect. Whereas what I'm doing right now is essentially like providing the consult. And so I make it pretty easy. I just have the people, if they're interested in any of this stuff, just email me, I'll send you a fee sheet and kind of tell you how, how to order. It's pretty simple. I really don't have any complaints. I get the stuff out. Typically, if I have it in stock, which I usually do, uh, either that day or the next day. I try to, to, to have a high level of integrity in shipping. And um, I try to make it as 
simple as possible, probably as simple as possible of any other doctor on the planet that can get you these nutrients, these professional lines, whether it's the innate response formulas or standard process of these other lines that I carry. So um, anyway, uh, this one, it says, uh, Dr. Johnson, I have a horrible sinus infection that started about 12 years ago. Oh, you poor thing, 12 years. I totally attribute it to being allergic to those nasty chemtrails. Um, I looked at your desk reference to see if peripheral neuropathy was listed. Now, that she kind of switches gears here, but it's not. Do you know anything about this disease and its relation to the mild silver protein? The only thing I could find was on this website, which is, is was um, naturalnews.com. And um, in, this, in this report on peripheral neuropathy, it said colloidal silver may help regenerate nerves and studies in Hungary found specific silver receptors on the human nerve tissue. I didn't even know that. So evidently, the mild silver protein can actually help regenerate nerves, which is really, really good to know for peripheral neuropathy or diabetic neuropathy, um, which is pretty common nowadays with so many people with diabetes. Uh, then she said, there's no other info I can find out about it. I wonder if you've had any info on this. And so I replied to her and I said, first, with a sinus infection, the best way to directly go after this is to get any nasal spray atomizer bottle, like an Afrin bottle, dispose of what's in the bottle, and add 500 part per million silver to the bottle. Okay, you're not going to need to use very much, okay? If you have the 5,000 to make 500, see, you can, if, if you have 5,000, you can make any strength you want below that. Okay, it's just a matter of doing the math. Um, to make a 500 ppm silver, you just add 10 parts distilled water to one part 5,000 ppm. And I believe how we determine that is if you have 5,000 um, and you want to make um, 500, you just divide 5,000 by 500 to get, it'll go into it 10 times, okay? And that's how you know how many parts distilled water to one part 5,000 you would need to make. So in this part, it's 10 parts distilled water to one part 5,000 part per million to make a 500 ppm solution, okay? This will be the strength you use in any nasal spray bottle. It's also the strength you use for ear infections, just so you know. It's really good for ear infections. I mean, the only thing, the only drawback is is it's, you know, it's a little bit dark and, you know, it'll kind of like, turn your ear canal a little bit dark, 500. But the one thing that people really like about the 500 part per million for ear infections is that it doesn't sting like hydrogen peroxide or like alcohol or a lot of those other things would sting. I mean, hydrogen peroxide bubbles and fizzes and on, and on children, it freaks them out. <laughs> I did that with Taylor once and yeah, not a good idea. So, but the 500 silver, it feels great. It's, it's like it doesn't hurt, doesn't sting. It just goes in there and does the job. Uh, one to two drops per ear canal for an ear infection. Um, now, for this, you put, it, you put the 500 you've just made into the nasal spray bottle. Also, what you can do is put one drop of eucalyptus oil, preferably organic eucalyptus oil, in the Afrin spray bottle because that helps to kind of open everything up and it gives it a nice smell and it just, you, you want to shake it up and make mix that one drop. You only need one drop in, but it'll kind of open up the nasal passages. It's really therapeutic. 
And so when you use the 500 ppm in the nasal spray bottle, make sure to tip your head back and spray three to five times per nasal passage. If you do that, if you have an infection up there, you're literally topically applying 500 part per million silver right into the nasal cavities. Now, sometimes you have a nasal infection with an inner ear. So in that case, what you want to do, and sometimes that's how somebody starts out getting sick, you do, you do nasal and then you do the eardrops and then you can even take it orally. You can take the 5,000 orally. You're hitting it literally from three different angles and generally speaking, you're gonna knock it out pretty quick. I mean, let's say if, you, if, your, C, if, your, vit if your natural vitamin C levels were low and your tissue calcium is low, yeah, those are gonna be the weak links in your chain and you wanna compensate for that with, a, with like a whole food C, with like a product like Conjuplex. Um, but the silver, if, if those things are there, it usually generally will not take the silver very long to knock out any type of either ear or sinus infection, okay? Um, with lung, you just, you, you put the 100 part per million in a nebulizer, and 100 part, not five, but 100, and you, you just do nebulizer treatments, you know, and you can, you can do one drop of eucalyptus in the nebulizer, give it a nice smell, open up the bronchial pass, passageways, you do three to five minute treatments in the lung in the lung fields, you know. If if you want to use that to treat nasal, you can do that. You can breathe in through the nose. It's actually going to go through the nasal passages into the lungs. You're literally treating it topically. Okay, so I advise everyone to have like the nasal spray bottle, a nebulizer. You can buy these online. Okay. Um, you can have the the dropper bottle for the eardrops. You have your own little first aid kit just with silver, with the mild silver protein. It's really cool. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't even remember the last time I went to an MD. You know, I don't even remember. Taylor hasn't been to one since she had stitches in her knee when she was like in sixth grade or something. You know, and that was only to, to get stitched up. You know, so you, you, you live this way. Now, granted, yeah, you could you could have some accident or whatever and cut yourself open or break a bone, and then you know that's that's a medical issue, you know. But a lot of this other stuff, you know, you can do where or or as opposed to like people that literally pay like ten or a thousand bucks a month to have like health insurance for their family, you know, and they and they eat like garbage. And they're on all these meds and they're paying a thousand bucks a month for, for healthcare insurance. If they would have taken that thousand dollars and put it into supplements and put it into organic food and lifestyle changes and, and put it into like, okay, get a nebulizer, get get a supply of of you know um, whole food um, I mean, change change your diet. Try to go over to organic. Okay, do the liver detoxes. You know, get on a good whole food vitamin C and all of these things, and then and then try to start weaning yourself off all these meds that you're doing. Keep the liver clean. You know, not only would they feel so many times better, but they would end up saving because most people would never spend a thousand bucks a month on supplements. You know, I don't have one patient that spends that much on supplements. I don't, you know, but they'll, but all day long, they'll pay a thousand bucks month after month after month to have healthcare. Now I know that's not normal, but I have seen patients that paid that much, especially if they're high risk. It's insane. It's crazy what they charge, you know? So it, especially with, with Obamacare, 
with what's coming, with this vaccine big brother thing. I think it's more important than ever. You get out and off that system as much as you possibly, possibly can. Because these vaccine mandates, they're coming. And this track and garbage, they're coming. And, and, and the more you're in that system, the harder it will be to break free when things really get bad. You don't want to wait until the, the ship is, is just going under to jump off the bow. You know, you want to get off it well ahead of time. And, and um, you know, I'm just trying to give some things that you could do to, to help that. So you could also, in this particular case with a sinus infection, you do a quarter teaspoon of the 5,000 part per million held under the tongue. You hold it under the tongue for three to four minutes and um, you swallow. Now, what you can do is before any dose on the silver, because especially at 5,000 parts per million, it does not taste good. It's very, very concentrated. It's literally... Um, if you compare it to 10 part per million silver, which is like dishwater that you get in the health food store or 20 part, okay, compared to 10 part per million, um, let's do the math here. Okay, so compared to um, a 10 part per million, okay, a 5,000 part per million in Vive that, that, I, that I advocate, okay, is literally 500 times more powerful than an equivalent four ounce bottle of 10 part per million you could find at a health food store. 500 times, I'm not exaggerating. That's how many more times powerful it is. And that way, in that regard, it's very cost effective. Because a maintenance dose on the 5,000 part per million, even if you want to take it every day, 10 to 15 drops a day, that's it. Okay, so, oh boy, I'm about out of time. Um, going further, uh, I am about out of time here. Yeah, let me let me end here because what I'm going to cover next is going to take a little more time. And uh, we will go to part three. So we will see you in part three.